Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Fan Twitter brought to you by South Hills Kia and Peter Township. Visit them at SouthHillsKia.net. Joining us right now on the Fan Morning Show is Pittsburgh Post-Gazette's Ray Fittipaldo. Ray, how's everything going, man? Good morning, Doran. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Crowley's out. He's on paternity leave. He's uh, going to have his, his daughter today, and uh, he's nervous. He's excited. A, a ball of emotions, but uh, he's going to have his second child today. How about that? Yeah, good luck to Adam and family, and uh, that's uh, that's terrific news. He picked a cold day to do it, though. I don't know if they, when they scheduled this, if they knew it was going to be negative digits, windshield. Oh, it's freezing out there today. I can't stand it, and I always question myself why I live here, but I love this city, but I'd rather live in Florida. Uh, Ray, yesterday, uh, Kenny Pickett was, I guess, supposed to be available to talk to the media, but, uh, you know, I guess he wasn't available. He wasn't anywhere to be seen. Is that true? Well, um, locker clean out day, um, you know, it can be pretty sparse in there, but usually your captains do talk. And Cam Hayward and T.J. Watt both spoke yesterday. And, uh, you know, Kenny Pickett did not. And, uh, you know, I just thought, given the circumstances and the fact that he lost his job at the end of the season, and I think the bigger issue is, you know, the local reporters – aren't going to get a chance to interview Kenny Pickett again until May, until OTAs begin. So, no, I think there's a lot of unanswered questions about his true feelings on how the season unfolded for him, him not getting his job back late in the season. And I, you know, I, I think it would have been good for him to address those now rather than to have those linger for four months. So, um, you know, I, I guess Steelers PR could have encouraged him to talk. I don't know if that conversation took place, but he was. They had two separate locker rooms yesterday. Half an hour before their team meeting, half an hour afterward. And uh, like I said yesterday, uh, Kenny was not in the locker room for either of those. So now that we're wrapping up the season, do you anticipate Kenny starting with the football, being the starting quarterback of the Pittsburgh Steelers when the OTAs uh, sessions roll around? Uh, you know, obviously Mason Rudolph will be a part of uh, that situation, whether he's here or not. Um, whether they sign him back or not, there could possibly be um, an outside quarterback that they could bring in or even draft. But do you, Ray Fittipato, anticipate Kenny Pickett being the number one quarterback to start the OTAs next year? Yeah, Dorn, to me, that's there's two big storylines of, of this offseason. 1A is the quarterback situation, and 1B is the OC situation slash when does Mike Tomlin sign the extension. So let's go to – 
let's go to the first one first. Um, Mr. Trubisky is good as gone. Um, he's not going to be back. They can save like $3 million by releasing him, and I'm, I'm sure they'll do that before March. Mason Rudolph is a free agent. Probably, you know, I, I think in their minds um, they would like him back, but he has to want to come back. So for Kenny, I, I think, yeah, I think he is right now the number one quarterback on their depth chart just because of, of what I just said. But there's also something out there. What are you going to do for a backup next year if Mason doesn't come back? Do you need more competition in addition to Mason for Kenny? Do you have to improve your quarterback situation um, above and beyond that because of what transpired before Mason Rudolph took over? You know, Kenny didn't have a good season. Uh, Mr. Trubisky certainly didn't have a good couple of games when he was in there. So to answer your question, yes, I think Kenny will be the number one on the depth chart, but how the rest of that depth chart unfolds over the next three to four months is certainly going to be the big storyline. Fantech side brought to you by Edgar Steiner and Associates, a personal injury law firm where they always say there's never a fee unless we get money for you. Um, you said that the other piece of that is the offensive coordinator search. Uh, what percentage chance do you think that Eddie Faulkner will be the offensive coordinator of the Pittsburgh Steelers next year? Yeah, I don't think they could do that. Um, I, I think they need a clean sweep of their offensive staff, honestly. They might bring one or two guys back, but it's just been so bad here for, you know, four or five years now. Um, that, you know, I, I think they have to go in a different direction and maybe even let the new OC kind of bring in his own staff. Um, you know, I thought Mike Sullivan had his moments, um, you know, late in the season. And I understand they're operating under the constraints of Matt Canada's playbook, but I just thought that early in that game against the Bills, just super conservative in my mind. Um, they were slow to adjust. You know, the Bills gave them a lot of single high safety. They didn't attack them down the field despite the Bills being injury ravaged in the secondary. So I just didn't like what I saw from them um, in the playoffs. And if Mike Sullivan and Eddie Faulkner, you know, if that was an audition for them, I, you know, I, I, I didn't think it went well. So, um, yeah, I, I think there's going to be a new OC, and, uh, you know, I wouldn't mind if they just, you know, just uh, clean house there and, uh, you know, brought in a bunch of whole new assistants to to see if they can improve that operation. What about on the other side of the ball? Terrell Austin's contract's up. Do you think they yeah. re-sign him or head into a different direction? Yeah, I mean, we all know it's Mike Tomlin's defense. I thought Austin did a good job given the circumstances. I, you know, Dorn, you know what it's like. I mean, everyone is injured this time of the year. But the Steelers were really injured. I mean, they had their top two inside linebackers go down. I mean, yeah, they got Minka and KZ back for the playoffs, but they had to play without them for, you know, for the final month of the season. Cam Hayward was a shell of his former self. You know, he was basically told us he was injured all year. So I think given the circumstances, Austin did a good job. If he wants to come back, if he doesn't want to pursue other opportunities, you know, I, I think he deserves to come back. But – you know, I'm not, I'm not um, closing the door on anything. You know, Mike might want to go in, in different directions for, for both of his coordinator jobs. But, um, you know, I, I think Austin did a good job this season given the circumstances. The big issue for the defense is they got to get younger on the defensive line. Um, they, they just, you know, their top two highest-paid players didn't produce this year. Hayward because of the injuries. Joby's a $13 million cap hit next season. He produced three sacks and 43 tackles. Mm. So you probably have to keep both of those guys because 
your other draft picks have, haven't panned out. I mean, DeMarvin Leal was a healthy scratch late in the season. Loudermilk is, is just a reserve. I mean, they're, they're, their drafting has put them in a bind where they have to bring those players back. But to me, I think you got to go – you got to get a defensive lineman early in this draft. You need to improve that part of your football team. Um, what Andy White was all about is the trenches. He addressed offensive line this year. He's got to address, uh, address defensive line in this offseason, whether it's through free agency or through the draft. So Mike Tomlin made it aware to his team that he uh, intends on coming back and coaching <laughs> next year. Um, when do you anticipate him addressing that to the media, and how do you anticipate him addressing that? And does that kind of fall in line to the whole Brooke Pryor question after the game and why he walked out because he wanted to address his team first about the rumors that yeah. were that were swirling outside? Yeah, I mean that wasn't a good look for Mike nationally, but I think people who know him and I, you know, Cam Hayward spoke to this yesterday. Um, about the timing of that. And I didn't have an issue with, with Brooke asking the question, but Mike is going to be, be available later this week, uh, maybe Thursday or Friday, maybe today, even though they haven't announced it yet, but he's expected to deal with local reporters at that point. Maybe he was expecting to get that question then and not right after the game. So yeah, he told the players he's coming back. The next domino uh, fall is, um, when is that contract extension going to be announced? It's usually in the spring or summer, but with the new uh, offensive coordinator coming in, um, I'm sure that guy is going to want to have you know some assurances about job security and things of that nature. So I, I would think the calendar would be moved up a couple of months, but I, you know, I think they would want to get that done in the coming months, if not the coming weeks. Fan Morning Show brought to you by Armstrong Comfort with Matt Mertz Plumbing. Ray, what do you think Najee Harris was alluding to when he spoke to the media after the game, saying that the in-house rules need to change and the structure needs to change, and coming from a place where there was structure, uh, it's just different and things need to yeah. be different. What do you think he was alluding to in that in that uh, discussion? Yeah, so he came from Alabama, where everyone knows that Nick Saban runs a tight ship, and you come to the NFL where it's it's the pros and the players make more money for than the coaches, so it's it's, it's a totally different dynamic and cam hayward kind of poo-pooed what Najee said yesterday basically said it's not about the the team structure or the team culture it's about the players playing better so um you know what Najee said it certainly grabbed a lot of headlines um but i wish he, he would have been more specific if you're not talking about the coaches and you can't you can't listen to that and not think he's talking about the coaches but if he's not talking about the coaches What's he talking about? The captains not doing a good enough job. The team overall not policing itself well enough. Um, you know, TJ Watt spoke to that yesterday as well. People asked him about the culture, and he said, "Yeah, we we do some good things here, but you know, we can improve as well." So, no matter how you want to read that, to me, the way I read that is the way the team culture is set. It starts with the head coach, and there are some things that need to be addressed. And I think this all goes back to George Pickens and maybe one or two other players and, and their behavior and their their approach to, uh, you know, being a pro. But, yeah, I think in the end, Mike Tomlin probably does have to make a few changes. And uh, I don't think, you know, given the response that Watt gave yesterday and knowing what Najee has said over the last month, I think it would be welcomed by the players as well. Ray, do you, do you see the season as a, as a successful season? And also, do you, do you 
Did you think that the Steelers got better from last year to this year, now that it's all said and done? I would call the season neither as a success or a failure. I said 10-7 and seven before the season. I said if you win a playoff game, it would be a success, and they didn't do that. So I'm, I'm not going to. I'm not going to say it's a successful season. Um, did they get better? It's hard for me to say yes, Doran, just because there's a big question mark at the quarterback position. Um, to me, if you look at who's left in the playoffs, they all got terrific quarterbacks in the AFC. Um, that's what you need to be successful in the playoffs. I don't have any doubt that Mike Tomlin can get them to 9-8 and eight or 10-7 and seven again next year. But to take the next step and to actually win a playoff game and become, you know, something other than scenery in the AFC, you have to find an answer at quarterback. And we'll see if that's Kenny Pickett. Maybe the new, new OC can help. We see, you know, maybe they bring in somebody else to, to challenge him. But I'm going to say no. I, I think from 22, from 22 to 23, they stayed about the same. And um, obviously, the goal in the off season is to. Make that different in 2024. You've got to find a way to get, uh, get better, and I think that starts with the quarterback. Thank you, Ray. Have a great day. Thanks for coming on. All right. All right, Doran. See you. All right. There he goes, Ray Fittipaldo of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, the Phantom Morning Show. Twitter poll is brought to you by P.J. Fitzpatrick Home Improvement. Trust PJ.com. Coming up next, T.J. Watt. He spoke to the media yesterday, as Ray alluded to uh, in that segment. Uh, he had an interesting he had something to say that I thought was very interesting um, due to his contract and how he feels about Mike Tomlin. We'll hear from the, uh, TJ Watt next on the Fan Morning Show. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Midweek Mouth mouth Off is brought to you by Iron Rock Tap House. Come see what everyone's talking about. Kyle, do you have anything to get off your chest? Mouth off? It's Wednesday. It's hump day. Mike Tomlin and the Steelers. You're upset about it? Yeah. I said this on the early morning show. What'd you say? What'd you say? I said that other teams, I don't think that it's a barometer that if other teams would pick up your head coach, that you should keep him. Or her and you know, the future, perhaps. But you know what I mean. Like, if another team wants to have a coach that's going to get them to a winning season because they haven't had that, that's fine. But expectations exist 
as you continue to get better. And I thought um, it was said well by somebody the other day, I forget, but if you're not getting better, it's not a good season. Right. Unless you know you're going to get worse for a little while. But the Steelers are living in the, we got to compete all the time. They're living in the gray area. Yeah. Like there, there, there's no, even like Ray said, he like, he even said, he was like, I wouldn't even say it was, you know, a bad season or a good season. And that's not where you want to be. And especially whenever you have so much, um, you know, confidence in the franchise and you've seen winning before. And I always make this analogy. Like if my kids bring home an A in math class in the first nine weeks, and then they come home and they bring me, they bring home a C. I'm like, why are you bringing home a C? I already know that you can bring home an A. You brought a, an A the first time. So, yeah. you know, what do we do? Like, that's kind of where the Steelers are at. Like, I know that it was a long time ago, but it was a long time ago underneath the same regime. Yeah. So I think that people have, an, you know, they have a, a a right to say that they expect more out of this franchise. We can take a risk at the possibility of things getting better. And Tomlin's not like, you can't blame him for the f- – on-field play necessarily, but if the message isn't coming through, then you need a different message. I look at I look at um, Dan Campbell with the right. the Lions. Like they just look like they're on fire, and he's leading them. And I mean, he cried a couple years ago because yep. they just couldn't win a game. So that's kind of, not that you need that exact guy, but like that's just an example of something that's working because it's fresh and it's been developed over time. And Joe Starkey said this yesterday, too, and I was listening to Cook and Joe. He said that the Steelers are like one of those pity teams now, too. It's like, oh, good try. Right. You guys <laughs> you guys met what you were supposed to do, and you know nobody, nobody's afraid of them anymore. It's all like, good try. You, you ran into a team. <laughs> well, no, you're absolutely right. But it, it just seems like, in, you know, obviously, being a former player, things are different you know, behind the walls. Like, you know, things are different, and the message – you know, we may think it may be stale, but some players don't think it's stale. And obviously, whenever you're talking to the media, uh, you're not going to throw anybody under the bus usually. Um, you're definitely not going to throw your head coach under the, under the bus. So sometimes I look at these media availabilities kind of like whatever, because I know that players are programmed a certain way to answer certain questions and to not really cause drama. You know, um, what, you know what's interesting, though, that I noticed? Mm-hmm. The defensive players seem to be defending Tomlin, Correct. while many of the big offensive players are not. Now, now that's that's something to take note of. I would think, like sometimes there's speculation you have, but when like Kenny Pickett doesn't speak, and George Pickens throws a tantrum, and Deontay Johnson whines and then drops routine passes, and Najee Harris says that there's no structure, but then the defensive guys are like, "Oh no, he's great. We have faith in this guy." It really makes you think, could it really be just the different sides of the ball that are having different experiences? I, I think that Mike Tomlin has, is, is a lot more hands-on on defense, obviously, because right. yeah. he's a defensive-minded guy, than obviously offense. And if you have an offensive-minded head coach, they're going to be more involved. And I think the offensive side doesn't really see the actual coach in Mike Tomlin like the defensive players do, because in practice he's more involved with – the defensive scheme and stuff like that. So um, that's a good that's that's a good point you bring up. But I know that one guy, uh, at least, and you know, there's actually two guys that uh, you know have been around and played at a high level. You know, they they trust Mike Tomlin, and rightfully so. I'm not saying that they shouldn't, but you know, whenever they speak, you usually listen. And T.J. Watt spoke yesterday about 
Mike Tomlin and how he feels playing for him. Yeah, I want to play for Mike T. It was huge in my contract talks. Is I don't want to play for anybody other than Mike T. Um, I, you guys understand and see in the way that I talk about how much I respect and appreciate him as a coach, as a man, as a leader. And um, that's my endorsement for him. You touched on it a little bit, but you mentioned just writing the ship. How frustrating is it that in your time here you guys haven't been able to do so? Uh, it's extremely frustrating. The first time you guys saw me this year was in the Trove and said that I want to win a playoff game. Uh, this is what we do it for. Um, all the hard work in the offseason, all the extra reps, everything that you think about, dream about in the offseason is for moments like yesterday, for those games, and to be able to put in the work to get in those positions and not capitalize makes it more frustrating. Um, but it's there's lessons to be learned in all this. And... Uh, it doesn't take away from the good things that we've done. It just means that it wasn't enough, and uh, we need to go back to the drawing board and figure it out. You think you should win Defensive Player of the Year award? I don't know, man. I, I, I truly, it's it's all about the team at this point. We, we need to find a way to win a playoff game. Yeah, I mean, winning, it obviously cures all. And, you know, T.J. Watt, from what I know uh, and what I hear, you know, he is definitely a team-first guy. I think awards, he knows that they will come. Not really worried about that. He's just worried about, uh, having to pack his bags up and, and go back to Wisconsin or wherever he's going to go in the offseason and start training again for next season. And uh, knowing that he just dealt with the injury and he's got the rehab and do all that, um, you know, that does wear on you as a, as a player. And, you know, what is the silver lining for this season if you're the Pittsburgh Steelers and you're a player? Um, if you're George Pickens, you know, coming back next year, usually you leave off a season, whether you're successful or not, individually, and you're like, okay, like, I, I did this, this, this. And I have to work on this, this, this. If you're somebody like George Pickens, who had such an up and down year, I mean, he's going to train hard. He's going to work hard. But usually you're left off on – you could find a silver lining in a season, even though that the season didn't go the way that it did. I don't know if there's many silver linings in this season for a lot of players uh, of the Steelers. And that is very worrisome, especially at the quarterback position, especially with Kenny Pickett. Uh, Ray just said that, you know, usually the captains do speak um, – after their last game and yesterday, obviously T.J. Watt just did and Cam Hayward, we'll hear from him next, just did and Kenny Pickett didn't. Um, you know, mentally and physically, Kenny Pickett has gone through the, the gauntlet this year. And, you know, that's a part of being a pro football player. Uh, it, it, nobody feels sorry for for you whenever you're a fo pro football player. You just either figure it out or you don't. And if I were to, you know, really put money on it at, at this point, really, I, I would put money still on Kenny Pickett to figure it out under the right circumstances. Kenny Pickett was a guy that didn't have all the intangibles that every quarterback had. You took a chance on him in the draft. He was a football player, and you had to put him in the right situation. The Steelers did not do that, and this is what happens. And, you know, his development is has regressed, and his mental side of it, I think, has uh, you know taken a hit a little bit. Like I said, not feeling sorry for anybody. I never feel sorry for people that are in the NFL. You got there for a reason. You just have to prove it day in and day out. And I do believe Kenny Pickett will uh, attempt to do that. I do, because he's going to get every opportunity to do that this coming year. Coming up next, um, listening to TJ Watt speak there, and we're going to hear from Cam Hayward and what he had to say about Mike Tomlin. Uh, he addressed the media yesterday, but, you know, whenever you get to a point in your career, it gets you thinking a lot more than probably you did early on in your career. And you, you, you work early on in your career to get to a point, and that's to get paid, right, or to win. 
I wonder how those guys are actually feeling. I can kind of get into their minds right now and not saying that they're going to lean towards these directions, but I could kind of feel and sense the way that they're actually feeling and the thoughts that are going through their minds right now in their careers. We'll talk about that next. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen to Cook and Joe every Wednesday to hear about Starkey's card of the week from Baseball Card Castle and Cranberry Contest run every Wednesday through Friday at 12 p.m. at the 937thefan.com contesting page. Uh, Cam Hayward spoke about the question that uh, Brooke Pryor asked Mike Tomlin after the game when Mike Tomlin walked out on her question. And, uh, you know, whenever you have to back somebody, uh, it's not the best situation, but you know, obviously it's your head coach and it's the person that you play for and the person that believed in you and obviously drafted you, had a hand in drafting you uh, to their respective place, uh, you're going to have their back and you're going to be honest about it. But Cam Hayward had his thoughts on the Brooke Pryor question. I'll just say this about Mike too. Like, why are we so concerned with somebody who has a year on their contract, has been locked in, and has wanted to just play uh, coach football? We don't ask anybody else if they need to come back for another year or if anything's else. I just think it's doing him a disservice. This guy's been locked in from the very get-go, but yet we're worried about if he's coming back or not. Um, and he's been locked in, and I appreciate it because that's only created more dissension for players and coaches. We just want to focus on one goal. He wants to focus on one goal, and I just think that's fair to him. You know, I think – you know, everybody likes to talk about, oh, he might take a year off. He might do this. He's only got one year. I just think, why would he answer a question like that? He's worried about trying to win a playoff game. And then last night, you know, we just lost a big playoff game. Why does he need to address that now? That's not the time or the place. And I appreciate the question, but I just think for him in general, uh, you know, Coach T's earned that to just, you know, be single, singly focused on one goal. And, you know, we've asked this question week in and week out. It's just not fair to the process. Yeah, and, and obviously everybody's frustrated right now, uh, rightfully so. Uh, you lose a playoff game. You figure out a way to get in the playoffs. You got some help. Last year you didn't get the help, but, you know, you, you do realize and kind of reflect back on the season and realize that, uh, you know, you could have had the playoffs in your hands if you would have just won two games or even one game uh, at home against two of the worst teams in the NFL. Uh, that is a, a self-reflection that's a team-reflection deal and you could just sense that everybody's frustrated. T.J. Watt, we just heard in the last segment, is frustrated about how the season ended and how the season went. Cam Hayward is frustrated about how the season ended and how the season went. Obviously, Kenny Pickett is frustrated how the season went and it ended. 
um, it's a very frustrating deal because you invest so much time and effort into just one common goal, as I said in the beginning of the show. Whether you believe it or not, your goal, every single team, every 32 teams out there's goal is to make it to a Super Bowl and win a Super Bowl. Um, that is the end deal. And whenever you fall short, it is frustrating and it is upsetting. And then you have to you have the whole offseason to reflect on that. And then you transition and move forward into the next year. But you know, I was saying this last segment, you know, getting in the minds of TJ Watt and Cam Hayward, who spoke yesterday, you know, both of those guys dealt with injuries this year. Um, TJ Watt dealt with injuries last year. TJ Watt ended his season by getting helped off, off the field. Obviously, he walked off the field, but, you know, having a, a, a MCL sprain. You know, whenever you get to that point and you made your money, you start kind of looking through the, you know, the trees. And it's like, where, what is the end goal here for me? And what am I going to accomplish from now until I do hang the cleats up? And that's a real honest question. And for Cam Hayward, people are asking the question, is he going to come back next year? He tells the media, you know, it's been rough, and it has been. You know, he's 35 years old, deals with a groin injury all year that he sustained in training camp. Um, that is a tough deal. T.J. Watt, the same thing, banged up um, at the end of this year. It, there's a question that you have to ask yourself that, am I going to accomplish what I really want to accomplish, or have I accomplished the, the, the most that I can possibly accomplish? And I'm not anybody to sit here and say that they have or they haven't. But to me, it just seems that there's no path to a championship with their respected careers here as Pittsburgh Steelers right now. And that is a question that you have to ask yourself, not saying that either of them really wants to retire, but if you're in Cam Hayward's situation, it's like, can I get out of the game decent? Or do I want to push it another year? If I push it another year, what's the window of me winning a Super Bowl? You have to be honest with yourself whenever you get to this point. T.J. Watt banged up every single year. You have to be honest with yourself. Like, am I actually going to make it to where I aspire to be, or have I already made it? And not saying that these guys aren't team players, not saying that these guys don't want to be here. But these are honest questions you got to ask yourself, and you have to figure it out from there on. So I don't know if Cam Hayward is going to be back. I know he's made enough money. I know that he's going to go into the media whenever he's done. He's going to do fantastic. He's a fantastic human being. But is his goals of winning a championship realistic right now? Question you got to ask yourself. Uh, and I've had many teammates ask themselves that same question. Andre Johnson you know, gave his all every single day, but even knowing that he barely even made playoffs in his career. Got to a point where he's like, all right, well, maybe I should go somewhere else and try there, and if not, then I'm done. So not saying that this is going to happen, not saying it should happen, but it's a definitely an honest question you have to ask yourself whenever you get to the latter part of your career. Is this going to transpire into a ring? And I don't know if that is for those two guys, and that's a shame. That's a damn shame. Fan text line brought to you by Edgar Snyder and Associates, a personal injury law firm where they always say there's never a fee unless we get money for you. I like doing this whenever I do my solo shows. I like doing a mashup of everything we talked about today. So we'll do that next. And then Doug Whaley will join from 9 till 10 a.m. to close out the show. It's the 50-minute mark on The Fan, brought to you by South Hills Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, Route 19 in the Peters Township, celebrating 50 years in the South Hills 
Shannon Sharp had some thoughts on Mike Tomlin and the Pittsburgh Steelers situation. Here's Shannon Sharp from ESPN. Mike Tomlin has 17 non-losing seasons. It's not about not losing. It's about winning, damn it. The Pittsburgh Steelers are about winning championships, and Mike Tomlin hasn't won one in a very, very long time. Kenny Pickett, who they selected in the first round, the Pittsburgh Steelers fans are picketing, not Kenny Pickett. <laughs> so the question is, Stephen A., if the quarterback is not the answer, does Mike Tomlin want to start over again, which is a very daunting task? Sometimes it's just time for a change of scenery, a new voice, because they've heard all the... He's very matter-of-fact, got great cliches, great sayings, but sometimes it's starting to fall on deaf ears. And so I asked the Pittsburgh Steelers, at what point in time does not losing justify someone be still being in place? It should be about winning, and the Steelers haven't done enough of that to justify Mike Tomlin still being up there. Well, he has he hadn't lost. He's never lost, had a losing season. That's the Pittsburgh Steelers. Do we understand what that means? Yeah, he's absolutely right. I mean, uh, that's what we thought that uh, the expectations would be uh, for a long time, is the Pittsburgh Steelers winning championships, not just making it to the playoffs. Um, expectations is a big word today, and there was high expectations on – uh, the Pitt basketball team, and they've fallen below the expectations of what we thought that they could be this year, knowing what they did last year and having that momentum, having a core group uh, coming back and adding some pieces, Blake Henson being back, Bub, Me Bub, uh, it's Bub Means, Bub Carrington, uh, uh, you know, coming onto the scene as a young point guard, thinking that they could actually make some noise. Uh, they are 1-5 in the ACC. They are 10-8 and eight overall and just lost to Syracuse and will have to travel to Duke to play them on Saturday. Duke is number seven in the country, and we know what happened in their last meeting last week here in Pittsburgh. So Pitt basketball team needs to figure something out, and they need to figure it out quickly. Uh, this is Callis' favorite part, I think, of the first, uh, what, two and a half, three hours of the show. Right here. Coach, you, you. Uh, looking forward towards um, Detroit. Um, the weather has been a factor in some of the playoff games, even for the most prepared teams uh, today. It's uh, 13 in uh, Detroit, which doesn't compare to some of the temperatures we tend to talk to. Any special plans to acclimate the team to not only uh, endure, but perform in those kind of frigid temperatures should you face them in Detroit? You do know we play indoors, right? And they got a dome. I don't, um, no, nothing planned. We're, we're indoors and we only have to be outside for 20 seconds getting off the bus going under the thing, so we'll be okay. No be. plans. <laughs> no plans for the indoor atmosphere. No plans, and I don't think that there have been plans uh, for the atmosphere in Detroit in January if you're playing a football game in 50 years because they've been inside, indoors, playing football the last 50 years in Detroit, <laughs> and they really don't make playoff games, so you don't ah. really play in January. Sorry, that's my former team. Love you, Detroit, but – you know, this is uh, new, new, uh, new pastures for you. Maybe that's why the reporter didn't know, because it's been that's a little true. while since they've hosted a game. That's true. Doug Whaley's coming up next for the next hour. Doug is brought to you by Tri-State Office Furniture, the best in the business. Fan weather brought to you by Sun Chevy. 2024 starts with great incentives on the Trailblazer, Blazer, Equinox, Silverado, SunChevy.com today. High of 21, low of 8 degrees, mostly clear. Tomorrow, high of 29, low of 19 with some overcast. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod. There is another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.